Let's talk about a new film that just came out on Netflix, and I use new very sparingly. This is the film we were talking about earlier that premiered at Sundance in, you guessed it, 2018, January 2018 as well. It was acquired by Netflix, and it's only just now getting its release three years later. And for that reason, you're going to see Kelvin Harrison Jr. in this movie playing a high schooler. Fresh face. Very difficult for yeah. me to like put those things together because I'm like, oh my gosh, like, because we've seen him in a bunch of stuff lately where he's he's like in his mid to late twenties. Well, in he was a, a lot of movies, a high schooler in the the two movies he did fairly recently around this time, right? Loose and um, Loose and Waves, uh, Waves, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very very good films. Uh, I really really liked Loose, and yeah, it's just, it just I think he got to this point. I think he was also kind of young in uh, It Comes at Night, if I remember. But I think, though, he he's like in his, I think he's like 26 or something like that. I think at this point, I just, I can't see him that way anymore. Maybe because after seeing like the high note and just a couple other things he did last year, I just, I see him as a high schooler and I, I just look like I'm looking back in time or something at a movie that came out years ago. I guess it did. So looking at like a yearbook from like the past like oh okay yeah there you go yeah wow <laughs> hey you grow up yeah uh that said he is the the main star in this film alongside jennifer ely tim blake nelson asap rocky john david washington jennifer hudson yeah. naz jones and jeffrey wright mm-hmm. yeah that's you can tell this movie is from the past because john david washington you know now an actual star yeah is like playing this like minor supporting role. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think when this came out, yeah, he was just about to come out with Black Klansman, which uh, was kind of the beginning of, yeah, his, uh, his first wave of star power there. Well, he had ballers before that, but yeah. Yeah. I think, I think the Black Klansman, like in the film scene, is what really kind of, oh, for sure. Because of the Oscar, yeah, nomination. Yeah. So yeah. And then, yeah, uh, Anthony Mandler directed this film he's like a music video director mostly uh, he's done a lot of stuff with Rihanna. oh really wow who could have to- who could have told you that <laughs> wow okay all right yeah no, I, I, I i i sorry i don't mean to jump into your, your <laughs> synopsis <laughs> you, got, you already got the takes coming um yeah the screenplay is by rana blank and cole wiley and janice schaefer and it's based on a novel actually called monster by walter dean myers which is interesting because when this premiered at sundance in 2018 i was at that sundance festival and i remember this movie was called something else i think it was called like all rise or something and i didn't see it then but it is just called monster now which makes sense because like the, the movie really like sticks to that whole thing of like this kid is viewed by a lot of people as a monster for his alleged involvement in a robbery that goes wrong and ends the life of a shop clerk. And this film is a legal drama, which tracks him as just a 17 year old kid from a really good family. He's never gotten into trouble before. He just, you know, wrong place, wrong time kind of situation where some other kids on the block that he knows one that he kind of has like a begrudging friendship with 
played by ASAP Rocky, kind of pressures him into, you know, maybe maybe doing some unsavory things. We're not really sure for a lot of this movie what goes down exactly. Eventually, though, the cops pin the murder on him as an accomplice, and he goes to jail in the very beginning of this movie, and we see if his lawyer, played by Jennifer Ely, is able to convince the jury that he's not a monster. Uh, that is that is what the prosecution brings the very beginning of this movie. Um, the uh, the the prosecutor is played by here by Paul Ben Victor, and uh, people probably recognize him from I think The Wire, one of his more recognizable roles there. But yeah, I mean, this movie kicks off with like he's looking at this kid who's like, you would never expect like, we know because of the perspective of this movie, like it's just a kid, you know he. He didn't do anything like deserving to be in this situation, it seems like. And so the movie is a lot of like going through the legal proceedings of it, but then we get a lot of flashbacks into what his life like was like before this incident. We see his family life. We see his relationship with his little brother. He lives in New York, kind of kind of of means. His dad is like an interior designer and he has a lot of privilege, but he also has like a curiosity of the more unsavory elements of his neighborhood and it's something this movie i don't think really addresses in a very tactful way in terms of like his fascination with this and because we see that he's a filmmaker he wants to or he's a film student and he wants to like document he wants to have like a story and so that is the closest thing we get to a like why would he engage with people he knows are bad news and i think the takeaway of this movie is that because he feels like he should have like a life experience, I guess, or something like that. I'm not, not a hundred percent sure on that take, but that said, it's uh, you know, this is a very straightforward down the middle kind of movie. I, I was with it, you know, enough. And I, I found its message to be fairly, I, I'd say 75% interesting. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if interesting is the right word. There are elements, though, of this movie where I was very split on what it's really trying to say. I I, the, I had I had I struggled a little bit with this movie toward the end of it in particular. I don't know where you stand, Will. Did you like this? Um, Not particularly, but I don't know if it's exactly for the reasons that you're suggesting. I'll have to kind of uh, parse out what exactly you meant by the message. But um, in terms of the execution of the film itself... Um, I, I guess I found myself kind of uh, in a similar boat where I was like kind of with it and kind of against it. The movie takes, as you were suggesting, like a lot of like different visual styles and cues throughout the film. Like I, I, in some ways, I think it works. Like the movie has very uh, three different timelines that are very clearly done in different visual styles. Like every time we're in the prison, it's kind of like damp and dark and it's like close-up shots like hand camera style and then when we're in the courtroom it's like very starkly lit like you know like a lot of dolly cams or like you know just like different like very staged shots and then when we're um outside the prison in the flashback scenes like there's like kind of it's like warm hues and like everything's kind of like 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 a light brown or like kind of like like uh hazy and like there's like definitely like a lot of like it's very clear like the visual style of the film was thought upon a lot and and definitely like the way it's edited and compacted together like there's clearly a lot of thought that went into the making of this film but i also kind of feel like the execution of film is so heavily thought over 
that like it's so caught up in like how it's trying to tell the story that the story itself doesn't really get a lot of time to the focus on the humanity of the characters and really fleshing them out outside of um, just generally like what the presentation of the film is like we we spend like we clearly have a like some strong actors here and giving good performances like Kelvin Harrison Jr. I think is doing a good job like I really like um, Jeffrey Wright's performance in this Jennifer Hudson I think is good like uh, Tim Blake Nelson's always nice to see him Jennifer Ellie I think she's pretty good here but I just don't really get a lot of time to understand them as humans like I feel so much of the the movie is focused on how it's trying to present these characters, how it's trying to visually approach this narrative that the execution of it just kind of undermines the, the dramatic urgency of the film to the point where it kind of overindulges itself to the point of being like kind of melodramatic at times and like overly heighten everything to the point where it does kind of lose the raw humanity that I think is vital to telling the story, especially a character piece like this, where it's like you said, like kind of focusing on like the character himself trying to find his voice, trying to find himself while also battling the perception of the public and how they might view him and his association with this crime. And uh, I just think it's kind of a give and pull. Like I admire the director for, for doing something kind of visually interesting throughout the film, but at the same time, I think it kind of works against him throughout. Yeah. I I think you're going to find me guilty of not liking this movie very much. And I think it's because I just found it to be a little over the top. And I I think that it it has good intentions. I think clearly they're making a movie and they're trying to say something constructive and informative about the justice system and what it does to people who don't belong in prison. And it does it. It's efficient in really getting that across. I think the opening scene in this movie is like exactly right. It's exactly the way that you position our introduction to this kid and his plight without knowing anything about why he's there you understand immediately that he doesn't belong there but at the same time i think they just kind of squander a lot of that goodwill i think that watching this trial i i'm so sick of because you kind of mentioned how they shoot the trial very differently they shoot the prison scenes very differently that's all spot on they're clearly doing like a a visual style that is flexible and it's about his perspective and where he's at and it works because he's a film student so yeah all that's fine they try to do this thing where he's like directing his life and i just i think that if that's part of the novel that makes sense and that is a great flair to add that sort of voiceover for a novel but here it just comes off at least to me as pretentious and all these things that do not describe i think this kid sure and it, it just it, it just threw me off completely. I think Loose is the better version of this. It, Loose is a very different movie. It's not about a kid who's like being put in jail or anything like that. But it is about a teenager who is sort of torn between cultural societal expectations and how they view themselves. That's ultimately what Loose is about. And Loose is so much more original and inventive with the way it portrays high school, with the way it portrays high school relationships and things and dynamics between students and teachers. Here, it's like really just straight and uninteresting to me the way that it tackles this this idea of this kid who just, uh, these courtroom scenes that I feel like that you could have seen them in like Trial Chicago 7 or something. And then it's like the prison scenes, I think, lack a lot of teeth I think that they kind of avoid 
brutalizing this kid and putting a lot of misery into the film. And I do appreciate that. But at the same time, it's it doesn't have quite the right balance because then you just sort of find yourself being like unsold, I think, by the what's going on in, in this movie, if that makes any sense. No, I agree. I mean, I think I was kind of OK with the general sort of pretensions of the film because like I felt they were trying to mirror the character and like his perspective on the situation, how like his influences are, are very much like he's just like emulating the people that he likes from a filmmaking standpoint. And, like, if the movie was commenting on that more, I think I would have been okay with it. But after a point, like you said, like, what it's trying to say kind of becomes a little bit more shallow because it feels like it's trying to be, like, all these different things. And the stuff that calls back to the book doesn't really feel as relevant to the movie because it just, like, like, the narration, like you said, doesn't really match what we're seeing in terms of the visual execution of it. So I'm constantly thinking about the book and, like, the narration of it and, like, like him like right. telling this other story while he's telling this story at the same time. And for me, I just constantly kept thinking about like him making the movie while they're just, they're trying to tell this story. And like I said, like if that was kind of the point, which I guess it sort of is, and it isn't like that, like he's like you said, like sort of directing his life, I guess I would have been more with it. If it, it did that a little bit cleaner, like it had more of a, um, a narrative through line, I guess, but it just kind of feels like it's like, the filmmaker is trying to do like several different things, kind of similar to mainstream, I guess, in that way. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. While I was watching this, I, I definitely was thinking like, oh gosh, are they going to do a like, who's the real monster kind of thing? But like, no, I mean- the camera and like, it's you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want to make it sound like this film is like really bad or that it, it fails in every respect. It's just frustrating because there are good scenes here. I really like the scene, for example, where we're first introduced to Jennifer Ely's character and you just feel the hopelessness when he just sees himself as another name in a book of people who she just sort of is going to write off because how could, you know, here, here is yet another young black man saying that he is innocent and this his white defense lawyer, you can just sort of tell that she just, here we go again with this. And she just doesn't seem to be invested. And it's a scene that's really important and really crucial in setting up their dynamic because clearly that doesn't last. But I, I don't know. I just wish the film had more of those standout scenes that are just like that in the opening scene. I, they just feel efficient. They feel like really well thought through other scenes here. It, it It's just a lot of like, limping to the finish line a little bit of like yeah we we, we kind of have to get through this part of the movie we have to get through this montage of witnesses we have to do this part of the movie where the you know the teacher gets on the stand i don't know it just all feels very not uh equally investing all the way through yeah it's a bit scripted it's a little heavy-handed um yeah i mean i think I don't know. I don't really know um, much about the filmmaker or anything like that, but I'm getting the vibe that, like, I think the movie, the filmmakers, they thought so much about this movie that they kind of lost their way afterwards. Like, they're, they they put so much thought into, like, how the movie should be presented, what they're trying to say, that I think those, like, raw human moments are sort of few and far between because they're so focused on either the visual or storytelling aspects of the film that, that we kind of need more of those character moments to really make those moments stand out. And unfortunately, I just don't think the movie kind of finds that balance between the humanity and the visual aesthetics. I also think it's fairly irresponsible to invoke Rashomon, but then have a pretty objective, like 
And then here's what happened exactly, <laughs> you know, of having yeah, like a an weird about that. Yeah. Even 12 Angry Men, you know, wisely doesn't try that. It doesn't show us at the very end of that movie. Okay, well, here's what happened. You know, that's that's kind of what I'm getting at. That's the other thing, too, is that like, at least for me, like I, I never really was like under the impression that he was guilty throughout the film. Like it just I don't think the movie ever made me believe that he was ever guilty. So it's the, the idea of like Rashomon or like you said, 12 Angry Men, where it's like we have a moment of doubt, like, oh, did he do it? Like, I think the movie's trying to do that, but I never personally had that moment. I don't know about you. I think I liked the ambiguity that it was sort of touching on because I, I do think as the movie progresses, there are moments where you're like, wait. Did he, is he, and I, I think that there is like this question it's trying to ask of like whether or not he's guilty isn't the point. And I wish right. the movie had been a little bit more upfront about any of those more implied messages of what is the right punishment for something like for circumstances and for societal pressures and things like that, if that is what's going on here. But yeah, I, I just think the movie, just, it, it just doesn't really cover it, you know? Yeah. Well, especially with the supporting characters played by ASAP Rocky and John David Washington, I feel like the movie fails to ask that question as well. I would agree with that. Yeah. And I did mention, uh, what's his name? Jeremy Jerome from uh, When They See Us is also in this. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jarrell Jerome, excuse me. He he has a couple quick moments and that was unfortunate because... Well, that was unfortunate just because like he's so good and when they see us and when they see us is so much better than this, I think, in covering like innocent people dealing with like an unfair justice system and really reckoning with the effects of it. And this movie feels so much lesser by comparison. And it's not Kelvin Harrison Jr.'s fault. You know, I, I think he's doing really good work here. It's none of these performers. I just think that if you're going to watch something along these lines on Netflix, I would watch When They See Us, the miniseries. I think that it's much stronger. I think we can just point to generally other films that either the movie is emulating or that have come out recently that I think just ultimately do this better. I mean, I can see why Netflix picked it up. I, I definitely think it, there is, even though it is a uh, somewhat outdated film, uh, there is obviously a lot of relevance to it, and I can understand why Netflix wanted to release it now. But like you said, unfortunately, I, I just don't think it it fully hits its targets in a way that it is uh, ultimately lasting, which is unfortunate because if this had done it well, this could have been a really amazing movie. The hyper cynical part of me, and by hyper cynical, I mean normal part of me. I basically assume that they pushed this out or were okay with timing it with the result of the Chauvin trial. Yeah, I was thinking about that as well. I was wondering about that. Hard not to, for sure. So... Very different situation, of course, a very different real life situation, but I think a lot of people are going to connect some of the themes of this movie, at least, and find themselves, you know, considering, because just saying, like the national spotlight was so heavy on that trial. Like people were really analyzing it and looking at the legal procedures. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to separate. That said, I think it could paint whether or not you like the movie. I, for me, it could go either way. I really don't know. Well, I do think uh, critics seem to be pretty kind on the film, and I'm wondering if that's why. It's like a 67% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, you know, like mixed to positive, like light positive. So I'm not sure where people are going to land on it with hindsight. We'll see. But for me, I am a uh, a very low C plus, kind of, kind of verging on a C. 
but I, I do I do give it a little bit of a bump because I do think the performances are good and I like a I like a bunch of the scenes in this and yeah I, I think that if it had come out in a different time I I'm really curious what I would have thought maybe in at Sundance 2018 because it looked like some of the reviews out of Sundance were a bit more positive so I, I wish I had had that festival air you know yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not too far from you. I think I'd give it like a low to moderate C+. Um, there's a lot here to like. I, I definitely uh, am impressed by Calvin Harrison Jr. yet again. I think he is uh, quite a dynamic young actor, and, and I think he carries this film well enough, as well as uh, just the general supporting cast I think is good. ASAP Rocky I think is also quite good as well. I'm kind of sad that um, he hasn't really done as much acting outside of this and Dope. Yeah, I, I know. I think he's pretty charismatic, and uh, I, I think he's a good supporting actor i don't know if he's going to do any lead stuff in the future but i like him as an actor i think he's good i'd, I'd like to see him do more stuff yeah he, he has a lot of charm yeah so um i i i think there's a lot to value here i i, I do actually kind of generally admire the film for having a strong visual style but like i say i also think that kind of undermines what it's doing because it gets so caught up in how it's telling a story that it doesn't focus on the story it's trying to tell so uh moderate c plus for me should mention that with uh, ASAP Rocky, wasn't he arrested a couple years ago? <laughs> oh, was he? I don't know. I think he assaulted somebody. If oh, I, really? Oh, jeez. I'd have to look into that. I don't want to. I don't want to uh, talk slander or anything. So. Yeah. Well, I did not know about that. I. I'll, I'll say that up front. Yeah. It is, it's like as soon as I said like, yeah, ASAP Rocky. Wait a minute. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Like I said, didn't know about that. That said, though. Um, I mean, he's, he's had issues. Like he, he was like a drug dealer in his earlier life and complicated past, very talented guy, but all right, that is monster. It's available to stream right now on Netflix. It's been kind of dancing around the top 10 and, uh, it's only 98 minutes long. Pretty easy to watch that one in one sitting. Thank you so much for listening to our show. Be sure to subscribe to Cinemaholics on your favorite podcast app of choice or find us on YouTube. See you all next time.